This is the Healthynomics Podcast, episode 21 with Jason Fitzgerald. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark Kennedy. So happy you're here. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure you know about a free email course I've just put together. If you're a beginner runner or coming back to running after some time off, this course offers tips to help set you up for long-term success, injury prevention, running for weight loss, how to deal with pain, and lots more. Go to freerunningcourse.com to sign up. On to today's interview and topic, nutrition for runners. Jason and I chat for 45 minutes or so about why nutrition is important for runners, and Jason gives some simple tips to start eating better and lose weight, and to most importantly, run faster as a result. To check out Jason's Nutrition for Runners program, go to healthynomics.com slash nutrition for runners. The link will also be in the show notes within your podcast player. Let's go chat with Jason. Welcome to the Healthy Nomics Podcast. Boosting your health and fitness IQ one episode at a time. And now your host, Mark Kennedy. All right, Jason Fitzgerald, welcome to the show. I believe this is your second time on the Healthy Nomics Podcast. I think it is. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, no problem. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Today we are chatting about nutrition and uh, more specifically nutrition for runners. Um, I know it's uh, for, for myself, you know, as a runner, um, and I'm generally a, a good eater, but uh, I do like my sweets and uh, like to end my runs, you know, if it's the afternoon, of course, maybe with a beer or uh, a cappuccino or uh, chocolate milk or something. So uh, I need this call as much as anyone else. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll be the first to say that my diet is not perfect either, but I think uh, there's always an ideal that we can strive for and some lessons to learn too. Perfect. Well, um, let's dive in. Um, first of all, I, um, whenever we talk about diet, I, there's always a couple quotes that come to my mind. I don't know where I heard these or who, who told them to me. But uh, one, um, I believe it was an Olympic kayaker, a Canadian kayaker, he, um, he just said, garbage in, garbage out. And uh, that resonated a lot with me. And another one that I've heard often is you can't outrun a bad diet. Um, and I really like both those. But uh, anyway, so why should we care? Why is nutrition important? Um, you know, it's important for everyone, but why is it important for runners? Well, well, yeah, I think I think you made a really good point with talking about some of those quotes and the garbage in, garbage out. And look, I mean, as athletes, we really need to be aware of what we're putting into our body because it helps fuel our performances. It helps us recover from our hard workouts and our long runs. And it really helps us achieve that next level of performance that we're going for. So, you know, if if all you're eating is is fast food and processed food, you're not really giving your body the optimal nutrients and and macronutrients that it needs to perform at a high level. So, um, you know, I think we've all made this mistake where we think, you know, if we're running enough, we can eat whatever we want. We've probably heard the quote that, uh, you know, if the furnace is hot enough, it will burn anything. So, uh, you know, of course, we're uh, kind of obsessed with our training and we all want to improve and, and run personal bests. But uh, I, I think if we're real with ourselves, we have to understand that, uh, you know, if our training is good, the next logical step with our improvement should be nutrition. Because if you can really dial in your nutrition so that you're uh, eating for performance, you're not, you're not, 
uh, running to eat, you're eating to run, uh, and you're really making sure that your recovery uh, from a nutrition perspective is na- is nailed down, then um, you know you're going to have more energy on your runs. You're going to feel better while you're running. Uh, and you're going to experience less soreness, and ultimately you're going to become a better runner. So I think it's a no-brainer to focus on nutrition. There's been a lot of uh, interesting articles and books that have come out recently in the last five years, um, and there's there's some authorities who think that nutrition is kind of the next frontier in performance because um, you know the training that a lot of elite guys are doing right now is is pretty good, and and I think. You know, maybe in the last 10 years, we've really understood much better how to train distance runners. But, um, you know, we're still learning a lot about nutrition and how that impacts performance and how that impacts recovery. Uh, And, you know, I think if we pay more attention to that, especially as recreational runners, because obviously, you know, we don't have a team of nutritionists and, and people there to support us. So even just a little bit of work to try to improve our diet can make a world of difference when it comes to how we feel during training and ultimately how we race, um, uh, on race day. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I guess for me, you know, one thing I struggle with as far as nutrition goes and running is that, you know, I can clean up my diet and, um, it's really hard to attribute how much my nutrition is playing into um, any running success I'm having, uh, or is it just my training? So um, I don't know. I don't know if you struggle with that or, or other people f- struggle with that. I mean, I guess there's ways you could you could measure that. Um, you know, really uh, documenting your workouts and your nutrition. But for me, I always struggle because it's like it's a real it's a real hard thing to measure. Like, oh, I've been eating well the last month is, you know, my training feels better, but you know, is it because I've been eating, you know, eating a better diet or not? Um, you struggle with that at all or? Yes, definitely. I mean, I, I think all runners struggle with this. Uh, and, and I think it's helpful to look at nutrition as something that, uh, supplements and complements your running. So, you know, just like you're not going to become a better runner if, all you do is strength exercises, you know, a couple times a week. You're not going to become a good runner if you have the world's best diet. However, you know, a really good strength program, a really good nutrition program, these are going to complement your running and they're going to enhance it. So, you know, I definitely agree that knowing what is contributing to your success in running is really difficult. And I think for most people, you know, people who have jobs and families and responsibilities, it's almost impossible to figure out specifically what is contributing to them running well. You know, you know, as a coach, I would say that 90% of it is going to be your training. However, if you have a terrible diet or, you know, if you have, you know, a couple really bad dietary habits, that could potentially derail your training or, uh, make it more likely that you'll bomb a long run or a workout, or maybe you'll bonk during your marathon or something like that. So, you know, nutrition definitely plays a role, uh, you know, and I think it plays uh, an important role, but obviously it's not as important as, you know, are you doing the right workouts? Are you training smart? Are you, um, you know, doing a consistent long run? There's, you know, the training aspect of of running is obviously more important than what you eat for dinner every day. But uh, I, I think there's a there's a lot of value to 
making sure that you're fueling your body appropriately and uh, you know, you're not waiting two hours after a long run to eat. You know, you're getting in the right amount of nutrients and the right types of food immediately after your workouts to help start that recovery process. So there's a lot of things that that I think every runner can work on. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's totally it's very, very difficult to understand what specifically is contributing to your success. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if everything's going right, your nutrition's on point, your strength work is on point, your training's going well, then, you know, if you start slacking off on your strength work, you may not notice it for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden you get a little niggle or some ache and pain that starts, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it starts impacting negatively your training. You know, the same thing can happen with nutrition. You know, you, you have very low energy in a long run, you're not able to hit your splits. So, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, if, if everything's going well from a nutrition perspective, you may not even notice, but when things start to go poorly, you may start noticing. So it's definitely something to keep on top of, um, you know, throughout the training cycle. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, let me ask you this. So do you think, does, does eating well for a runner differ from someone who's not a runner? And um, I mean, perhaps, you know, maybe, maybe we can differentiate between, you know, a, be, a beginner, a uh, novice runner and um, an elite runner. But um, I'm just interested to hear your take on that, you know, whether um, nutrition, you know, good nutrition for a runner, is it essentially the same as good nutrition for a non-runner? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I, I think they differ. So good nutrition for, you know, the average person who who maybe might exercise a couple times a week, but very generally versus the person who is training for a race and looking to improve, I think their diets should be very different. Um, you know, first and foremost, uh, any person who has a goal of losing weight should not be doing that while they're training for a race. So, um, you know, obviously if you're lighter, you're going to probably race faster. You know, as long as you're not underweight, you know, no runner should, should try to be under their ideal weight. But, um, when you try to lose weight while training, which is something that we found during um, you know our research into this area, was very common among so many runners. You know, you tend to not accomplish either goal. So your your training for your race suffers, and your weight weight loss goals suffer. So from a dietary perspective, you definitely want to um, not try to diet and train for a race at the same time. So that, that's a big differentiator between the two. The other thing that I would say is that, you know, runners need to put a premium on quality carbohydrate. You know, this is the body's preferred fuel source. Uh, it is the, the rocket fuel that propels us when we're doing hard workouts, anything at a, you know, a, a faster pace um, that requires more intensity definitely requires uh, a healthy amount of carbohydrate. Now, of course, that doesn't mean you can eat as many sweets as you want and you can eat all this processed food with unlimited carbohydrates, but, you know, we need to put a premium on the body's preferred fuel source. And, you know, you could be a, you know, recreational kind of general fitness person on a paleo diet, for example, and not eat that many carbs at all and be totally fine. You know, if you're lifting weights and you're doing a very limited amount of uh, cardio type of exercise, you probably don't need that many carbohydrates. And you probably don't need your energy levels to be through the roof if your only cardio is, you know, maybe two 20-minute 
uh, runs or you know swims or something like that during the week. However, if you are a runner and you're training for a race and you're doing long runs and hard workouts and you're running, you know, four, five, six days a week, then you absolutely must be consuming carbohydrate because exercising in a, a carb depleted state is going to affect your energy levels. It's going to negatively impact your mood uh, and it's certainly going to reduce your performance. So uh, I think those are the two main differentiators uh, from a diet perspective on people who are uh, runners training for a race and hoping to improve, and then those people who are maybe just interested in being, you know, generally healthy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, should uh, paleo people, if they want to run long, they should expect to run slow? Is that how it works? Generally, yeah. <laughs> like if you're on a paleo diet, um, you know, you will likely run into some energy issues, especially on a long run. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of paleo people who are runners. Who will probably say that, um, you know, they've become fat adapted or they're ketogenic, which is basically they eat virtually no carbohydrates and their body is perfectly suited to burning fat as fuel. Um, but you have to realize that is a very, very tiny subset of the population. And the majority of runners uh, don't have the discipline to do that, don't have the time to go through that adaptation process because it takes uh, probably one or two months just to become adapted to that. Uh, also, it's it's much more beneficial for uh, ultra endurance athletes. So those people who are training for the marathon or ultra marathons. Uh, but if you're training for a 5K, a 10K, or a half marathon, you're not going to be able to achieve the same level of success that you would if you were, you know, eating a, a healthy amount of quality carbohydrates. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so let's go through and I mean, you don't have to go into crazy detail here but um let's go through the the, the three different stages of um some of the the dietary points that uh, we should hit on um for people looking for some tips for eating before the run uh during a run and after a run and um you know let's we'll keep it at people who are training you know for five kilometer races or 10 kilometer races um, you know, as I know, as we ramp up the distance, um, they're different beasts and have different sort of nutritional requirements. So, uh, if you can just sort of walk us through, yeah, the before the run, during the run and after the run, what are some, uh, aspects that we should take a look at? All right. So let's assume that this person is going to run in the morning. So, uh, you know, a morning, a person who runs, let's say before work in the morning, um, it really depends on the type of workout that they're going to be running. So let's say, uh, you just have an easy half an hour run. You don't actually necessarily have to eat anything before a run of that distance. Um, you're not going to be burning enough calories, enough carbohydrate, uh, or be working at an intensity level that requires uh, fuel before a run of that short duration of that low intensity level. But, you know, if you're doing a workout, let's say you're doing, um, you know, even a tempo run or you're doing some sort of 5K specific intervals or something like that, then it, it is going to be helpful to uh, have some, some fuel before you go out and do that workout. Um, now, we're all individuals and we can kind of tolerate different uh, amounts of food and types of food differently. However, you know, most people need at least one to three hours after a small meal to properly digest it. So if you're running in the morning, 
uh, and you know you want to have you know two pieces of toast or something, you probably should have that one or two hours before the run. Now, with that said, in terms of like specific fueling, um, you know before a run of of, of a certain intensity level. So if you're doing a, a harder workout, uh, you know, you should probably consume anywhere from a hundred to 300 calories. And the type of food that should be is, is mostly carbohydrate. Uh, it's digested quickly. It's going to give you immediate energy, uh, and it's going to top off your glycogen le levels so that you have the energy and fuel necessary to complete your workout. Um, you know, this is going to change a little bit. If you're doing a long run, you should probably eat a little bit more. Uh, you might want to include a little, a tiny bit of protein as well. Uh, and of course, you're going to want to eat that a little bit further out from your run so that you allow for some digestion uh, and also so that, um, you know, that fuel can be processed so that it'll be readily available for you. Um, and, and so in terms of what you should eat during the workout, um, I'm, I'm actually very uh, hesitant about eating during any workout un unless it's a long run. So most runners don't do workouts that are long enough that warrant, uh, you know, eating during the workout. So let's say you're running seven miles total and you're doing maybe three miles worth of faster running. It, as long as you have some fuel before that run, you don't necessarily have to eat anything during during that, that workout. Um, you know, your body will have enough glycogen stored, uh, within your muscles and your, in your, um, in your blood. You'll also have, um, energy coming in from the breakfast that you had. So you, you'll be totally all set to, uh, get through that workout without any, uh, mid workout fuel. Now, if you're doing a long run, this is a different story. So if you're exercising from, you know, 90 minutes or longer, you'll probably want to have some fuel. Uh, and, you know, the general guideline is that, you know, if you're exercising between 90 minutes and two hours, you probably want to look at the equivalent of, say, one or two gels. And this is, you know, going to be roughly 50 to 60 grams of carbohydrate, depending on the brand and type of gel that you get. Uh, I know that a lot of runners like dates and kind of waffles and there's chews and blocks and all kinds of different stuff. But yeah. You know, the equivalent is roughly one to two gels for a workout of that of that duration. Um, and, you know, obviously there, there's so many shades of gray when it comes to fueling for workouts. Um, it all depends on duration and intensity. The longer it is and the more intense it is, the more fuel that you're going to need. Uh, and, you know, we can, we can go into a lot of specifics here, but, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, we're kind of hitting on the really the really big points. Uh, and, and that's really like, you know, I, I think most runners, if they're eating three or more gels during a, a workout, then they're probably running for more than two hours, probably close to two and a half hours. Yeah. And for, uh, uh, oh, sorry to interrupt you, but for those who are listening, if you're, if you are a marathon runner or uh, run further than that, I, I did do a podcast specifically on, um, marathon fueling that you may like with uh, Dr. Trent Stellingworth and he uh, he talks a lot about what Jason um, just touched upon but if you want to go into um, some you know crazy amount of detail uh, if you really want to geek out on that stuff uh, I'll put the link to that in the show notes but uh, sorry to interrupt you there Jason. 
No, that's great. Um, that's really great stuff. And, you know, one of the things that I want to mention too, is that, uh, it's very individual and, uh, you'll want to, you know, especially if you're training for a marathon, every runner should be practicing their fueling strategy during training. Um, not necessarily during every long run, but you know, uh, if you're training for a marathon, you probably should be consuming somewhere between, you know, 50 to 60 grams of carbohydrate per hour. And so, you know, a couple times before your race, you will want to practice that fueling strategy um, during your long run so that your body knows how to process all those calories and carbohydrate. Uh, you know how to hold, hold, you know, actually logistically hold all those gels. And, um, you know, it's just going through the motions of practicing it, eating it while you're running, I think is extremely valuable for marathoners. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's uh, move to the post run. And what are some nutritional um, tips you've got for, for those that have just finished their run? They're, uh, they're feeling good and um, they're looking to put some fuel back in their bodies. What do you recommend there? Yeah, post run, um, you know, it's all about, you know, first, excuse me, first and foremost, you should be getting uh, your, some fuel into your body within the first 30 minutes after your run. Um, you know, I, I tend to be a little bit more aggressive. I like to eat something within 15 minutes if I can. Um, but, you know, a lot of the times I'll, I'll simply, you know, change my shirt or something and immediately have, you know, some post-run fuel. And uh, I like to divide my my fueling after a hard workout or a long run into, you know, my post-run fuel and then a meal. So we, you know, within 15 to 30 minutes, I will try to have a couple hundred calories worth of high quality uh, carbohydrate and a little protein. We've probably heard that the ratio of four to one carbohydrate to protein is the ideal uh, ratio for recovery. And, you know, a lot of studies have confirmed that it's definitely true. Uh, chocolate milk is a great, um, post-run recovery, uh, uh, fuel because not only are you getting that optimal balance of carbohydrate to protein, but you're also getting some fluid. So it's helping you rehydrate too. Um, you know, I don't like to get super into counting calories or figuring, figuring out macronutrient ratios or assigning scores to food. I just think that's unsustainable. And, uh, you know, a lot of the nutritionists and, and dietitians that we spoke with when we were doing this kind of research confirmed this, that, you know, these, these are consultants to the Boston Red Sox and the, the, the Celtics, Orlando magic, mm -hmm. and they all were unanimous in that counting calories and doing this kind of, you know, scoring and assigning ratios is simply not only unsustainable, but most people don't know exactly how to do it. And even if you think you do, you probably don't know exactly how, how those things are calculated. And so it's kind of a waste of time. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I, what I would love runners to do is focus on carbohydrate, but also have a small amount of protein. So, you know, you could have toast with peanut butter. You could have, uh, you know, a uh, a chicken sandwich or something like that. You know, there's, there's so many options for what to eat after a run. Uh, but the most important thing is first and foremost, that window of the first 30 minutes after your run, and then also try to uh, focus on carbohydrate with a little bit of protein. Okay. That's great. Um, and I, and I want to segue a little bit into, um, the running to lose weight aspect, but, um, one point you brought up about chocolate milk there makes me want to tell, I guess, a little story. 
Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of chocolate milk myself. Um, but I, you know, I did some research. I actually wrote an article on my blog, I think a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, about chocolate milk and how it can actually sabotage your workout. Um, if you're, you know, you're doing a short workout, you know, between five and ten k, which you know, and all, all things considered, it's not that long. But um, and I, I looked at some of the numbers. So on a five k run, uh, I weigh about one hundred and eighty-one pounds or so. So I'd burn about four hundred and thirty-one calories. And um, there were times back in uh, my younger, um, my younger days where I'd pound back five hundred milliliters of chocolate milk after you know maybe a ten k run. Well, uh, I mean, I didn't look at this until years later, but that's actually 360 calories and 56 grams of sugar, which is insane. Um, that's a lot of sugar. Yeah, and to compare, I think a can of Coke is about 39 grams of sugar. Right. Um, so I just want to tell everyone, just just be careful at, you know, when you are refueling. Be be aware of, of how much you know, you put in your body. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, how much you're having, Jason. I'm assuming you need 250 mils. Um, but uh, just <laughs> everyone be careful and do have a look at some labels because um, – and if you have a Garmin or something and you do get a, an estimation of how many calories you're burning and especially if you're, um, you know, running to lose weight, just, just be aware of how much you're actually putting in your body right after you did all that hard work and burned some calories. Yeah, definitely. Of course – like we were mentioned earlier, um, you know, the, the whole, if the furnace is hot enough, it will burn anything. That is certainly not true, especially if you're trying to lose weight. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the chocolate milk and, you know, the more aggressive refueling options that are available to you, you know, the things that have probably a little bit more sugar in them, uh, th those type of foods that are easy to overdo, like, you know, like you said, 500 milliliters of chocolate milk, that's a lot of chocolate milk just mm -hmm. to pound down after a run. And especially if you're only running 5k or 10k, yeah. uh, you know, you don't need that amount of carbohydrate, you know, 56 grams of sugar, that's a crazy amount of carbohydrate. Yeah. So you want to, you want to play that balancing game of, you know, let, let's get, you know, let's get, 15 to 30 grams of quality carbohydrate into my body. But then, you know, let's also keep in mind that that doesn't give you free reign just to consume whatever you want after your run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, when I was looking at those numbers, I was shocked. I was like, what was I thinking? Now, now I'm a, uh, I'm obviously in the United States. So 500 milliliters would be roughly 16 ounces. Uh, it's two cups so okay uh, yeah you're right then that's so yeah two ounces? cups is about 16 ounces yeah whoa so yeah it's a lot of sugar um, and i will i will say one thing about chocolate milk um i have been drinking chocolate milk after the majority of my runs but i do keep it to one cup good for you some restraint <laughs> showing some restraint yeah it's tough sometimes it's so delicious yeah exactly um so let's keep on this um losing weight uh, or running to lose weight um, focus right now. And I'd like to know, and you mentioned before about, you know, you don't combine those goals of losing weight and training for a race at the same time. So what does a training program look like for someone that's, you know, focusing on losing weight versus someone who's looking to focus on running faster for a particular race? 
That is a great question. Uh, there's definitely some key differences. So, you know, when you're training for a race, the goal is always to have your training be race specific. So you're completing workouts that will, that gradually over the course of the training program, look kind of closer and closer to the race itself. So for example, if you were running, if you're training for a 5k, some of your workouts will ultimately look something like, you know, maybe three times a mile at your goal 5k pace with a short recovery. That's very similar to the race itself. However, when you're training for weight loss, your uh, workouts are not necessarily going to be race specific. You know, they're not going to look like any kind of race. They're going to be uh, probably higher intensity. So, you know, everyone's heard of high intensity interval training. Um, you know, it's, it's become very popular in the last couple of years. Uh, and, and it does burn a lot of calories. And, uh, you know, we've created training plans specific to weight loss that incorporate types of high intensity inter interval training with other proven ways of, um, uh, of, of weight loss. So you really need to balance, um, you know, the kind of different ways that you, that you can lose weight. So first and foremost, there's the high intensity interval training component. And then there's, um, you know, one strategy that we use is fasted long runs. So this is teaching your body to burn more fat. Um, you know, you basically go for a long run without eating any breakfast beforehand. Now, if you're training for a 10K or a half marathon, you know, th this strategy is not going to help your race. So, you know, you shouldn't be doing it. However, what we've found is that if you implement a, you know, let's say six to eight week weight loss specific program before you start doing a, uh, you know, a race specific training plan, then you're going to lose a little bit more weight and then you're going to be able to start your training plan at a lower weight and then focus on your race goals. And, and we found that if you're trying to focus on both, you're going to really accomplish neither. So it's better to do, uh, one rather than both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you mentioned the fasted long run. Um, I had some experience doing some some fasted long runs and i must say um if you're looking to get faster and that's your goal and that's what you're training for those fasted long runs are great um f for me in particular i noticed just from the psychological benefits because you're you end your long run you're training out you're out there by yourself grinding away and you know in those last few miles or kilometers they're, they're really going to hurt hurt more than than normal because you haven't got any fuel um, but come race time when you are, you know, you've rested, you're, you've tapered your training and you're fueling, uh, you're, you're going to feel a hundred times better. So, um, just for me, I just, during my race, it's like, oh, all of a sudden I felt amazing. I'm like, I was late in the race and all of a sudden I had more energy than I, than I thought I ever would have just because I practiced those fastest long runs. So, uh, have you had a similar experience with those or, uh, yeah, I, I you know, I've done, a lot of fasted long runs before mm -hmm. and you know, I, I'm someone that actually performs relatively well without a lot of fuel. Um, you know, I, I don't even bring fuel with me if I'm doing like a 20 mile long run or something like that, uh, unless I'm practicing marathon fueling. Yeah. Um, but, but they're definitely harder than, than if you were having some gels and you had some breakfast beforehand, you know, you'll definitely feel that fatigue even more acutely during the last several miles. 
Um, you know, and we recommend the, the fasted long run as an optional strategy. You know, the long run itself just burns a ton of calories, both during the run itself and afterward, which is called, um, you know, a lot of people will refer to it as the as a caloric afterburn or, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, technically it's called excessive post-exercise oxygen consumption, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, the long run forms, you know, a cornerstone of, of any good weight loss uh, program, you know, that, that's also specific to runners. Um, and so, you know, we say, let's, let's take it to the next level. And, uh, if you're comfortable with it, then let's do it fasted as well. Um, so, you know, you combine that with high intensity interval workouts. Um, we also include some different types of sprinting that, uh, are, are really helpful for, uh, increasing the metabolism. Uh, and then of course, strength workouts. I mean, you can't, can't talk about weight loss without doing strength work. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's critical during any weight loss cycle. It preserves muscle mass. Um, you know, if you're if you're significantly restricting calories, uh, you know, you could potentially be losing muscle. So, you know, strength workouts are going to help you, um, you know, maintain your muscle mass, which is always a good thing. Um, and <clears throat> you know, you're also going to increase you know, just by having those strength workouts in your program, you're going to increase the total amount of work that you have to do every week. And so that that's just a, a simple way that you're just going to burn additional calories. So, you know, all of these different strategies at play at once uh, are quite effective at weight loss. That's great. So for someone uh, looking to lose weight running, um, how about how many times a week would you be prescribing that they run um, or, or strength training, I guess, you know, how many, what does a, a typical sort of week look like for someone who might be looking to lose weight running? Yeah, great question. So I think it depends on kind of where you're starting at. So, you know, someone who's a total beginner, their, their weight loss training is going to look different than someone who is comfortable running 10 miles right now. Um, but you know, we have, um, we have uh, several eight-week programs that are specifically designed for weight loss, and you know the the moderate volume uh, program, you know, has you running anywhere from uh, you know four to five times a week. Uh, not all of those runs are hard or or difficult. You know, for the most part, the the intensity level is, you know, I would say for. Three days out of the week, the intensity level is relatively low. I mean, your long run is a low intensity, but but you're encouraged to do it fasted. But it's it's a longer workout, so it's challenging in a different way. Um, but you know, there there's one workout of the week that is your faster, uh, definitely more challenging workout, and we use uh, the type of high intensity interval training that we use is hill repetitions, uh, and it, this is a really fantastic way of kind of building strength and injury resistance in addition to uh, increasing the amount of calories that you're burning uh, during the session. So, you know, you can imagine if you're running one minute repetitions, you'd be burning a lot more calories if you're doing those one minute repetitions up a hill than if you were doing them on flat terrain. So, you know, what we do is uh, we combine hill repetitions with um, strides, which are simply accelerations. Uh, and hill sprints, which are very short repetitions. They're only eight to 10 seconds, um, but they're at maximum intensity. You know, this is very similar to a, uh, a Tabata workout, except the recovery is a little bit longer uh, and, and the session is, is shorter. 
Um, but you know, it does it. It's it's more running specific. Uh, I think it's much better for injury prevention. So, you know, one of the things in in our programs that uh, we like to accomplish, we like to do a couple things at once. So, if someone follows a weight loss program, you know, they're probably going to lose a lot of weight, but they're also going to be doing some great training, and they're going to be setting themselves up to uh, stay healthy over the long term. Now, in terms of strength workouts, you know, we have uh, two. Uh, more significant strength workouts per week. And these are kind of what you think of when you think of strength workouts, you're in the gym, you know, you're doing some, uh, lifting, you're doing, you know, more classic types of lifts like squats and deadlifts and bench press and those kind of things. Um, now the other days are, uh, more runner specific types of strength and core workouts. Uh, some of them are, you know, up to 25 minutes long. Some of them are only about 10 minutes long. Uh, and again, they're, you know, kind of, we're accomplishing two things at once. We're increasing the total workload that you're doing during the week. And we're also uh, helping you stay healthy and prevent injuries as well. Because the idea there is if you're healthy, you're going to be able to run more. And if you're able to run more, you're going to be able to maintain your ideal weight for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, um, before we uh, start wrapping things up here, I just got a couple other quick, uh, Quick questions. One being uh, supplements. Are, are supplements necessary for people who run? Um, I, I think for the most part, no. Um, and and we, we talked with a lot of registered dietitians about, about this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, un unless you're um, a pregnant woman or looking to become pregnant, there's no supplement that you absolutely need. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, of course, I have to defer to anyone's you know, doctor, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot there that, that they're going to have to discuss with your, you know, practitioner. For sure. However, you know, there, there can be a couple supplements that could be really helpful. Um, you know, a lot of runners like to take some additional protein after a run, especially a more challenging run, like a faster workout or a long run. This, excuse me, this can help, uh, really jumpstart the recovery process, especially if, you know, if the, if the long run was very long or if the workout was very challenging, you know, there, there's going to be some significant muscle damage and, uh, you know, get it, getting a good amount of protein in right after the run, of course, in conjunction with carbohydrate can improve that recovery process. Uh, you know, you know, I, I'm not a big believer in supplements. I definitely wouldn't say that taking a multivitamin is necessary. Uh, I think it gives you just really expensive pee. So, um, you know, I, I think the best course of action is simply to, uh, you know, get a blood test and have all of your levels looked at, especially vitamin D. Um, <clears throat> make sure that your, your levels of vitamin D are intact. And if they're not, you know, you can always supplement. Uh, if you don't eat a lot of fish, you know, your levels of, of omega-3 fatty acids could be low. So you may want to supplement with fish oil. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I, I partnered with a registered dietitian on this project is because I'm, I, I'm a running coach. I'm not a nutritionist. So, um, you know, I definitely defer to her on, on these sure. more nuanced and, and specific questions, but it was actually very eye opening because we interviewed a lot of very high profile dietitians. And it was interesting because, uh, almost, I, I'm pretty, I think unanimously, they said that supplements are not necessary. And 
you know, they pointed to a lot of elite athletes and pro sports teams who only supplement very specifically and it's on a very individual basis after a lot of testing. Wow. Were there any other big surprises when you um, spoke to these nutrition experts like um, Nancy Clark or any of the others? Anything anything that shocked you? Um, it's interesting. I don't think anything completely shocked me, but I was uh, I was very interested in hearing all of them. Uh, and, and there was not one who disagreed that counting calories or trying to determine macronutrient percentages or ratios or scoring your food or any of the kind of those kind of strategies are not advised. Um, they're, they're, they were very adamant that, uh, you know, it wasn't a good idea. It's not going to help your diet in the long term. And so focusing on more intuitive eating, which is the approach that, that we took and we think works best, uh, especially long term for sustainability reasons, is, is going to be much more helpful for you, not only for weight loss, but for uh, maintaining your ideal weight and also for fueling and, and making sure that your nutrition is on point to help complement your running. That's awesome. Well, Jason, um, you provided a ton of information for, uh, for everyone out there, a ton of useful information. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about your, your new program? Or I guess it's not that. How long has it been out? Uh, it's been out for about two months now. Okay. And it's uh, Nutrition for Runners? Yeah, Nutrition for Runners. Uh, it's um, a comprehensive program showing runners how to uh, energize their runs, fuel appropriately, and maintain, get to and maintain their ideal weight. So what we did was uh, I partnered with a registered dietitian. Um, she, her name is Anne Mani, and uh, she's really fantastic. She has uh, a private practice in Washington, D.C., and she works with a lot of private clients, uh, helping them uh, focus on whole food nutrition without calorie counting. Um, and, you know, she's taught nutrition courses at George Washington University. Um, so, you know, she, she's a pro and she's, she's kind of the person that I go to with all my big nutrition questions. Uh, and the program is something that we worked on for oh, I would say about 10 months, very close to a year doing a lot of research. And, you know, we, we interviewed a lot of really great people for it, including, you know, Nancy Clark, who's probably the country's top sports dietitian. I mean, she's advised Olympians and the Boston Celtics. Uh, she's even been on the back of a Wheaties box. I mean, what dietitian has been on a Wheaties box? Yeah. I thought that was reserved for, you know, Michael Jordan and, uh, I know, Big right? names like that. That's really cool. I'd love to get her on the, this podcast sometime. Yeah, she, she was really fantastic. Um, so yeah, we interviewed her, uh, you know, senior editor at Competitor Magazine, a lot of other dietitians, ultra marathoners. And our goal was to create a program that helped runners feel right for their workouts, um, but was actually easy to follow. So you know, our entire goal was, okay, can we get most runners to their ideal goal weight while being properly fueled and have them feel great on their runs and perform at the level that they should be performing at without worried about like technical jargon or, you know, all the intricacies of, of, you know, phytonutrient biochemistry and all this stuff, you know, like we, we, we did so much research into some of the top nutrition books and 
I don't, I don't think that we need another lesson on what is a carbohydrate or, you know, how is fat processed in the body. Um, I, I think what's going to work for runners is, is a program that shows you, okay, this is the framework to follow. Here's what to do. Here's what not to do. And then we give you the tools and resources necessary to do it. And then you're off to the races. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what we did. We're really excited about it. The program has, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of content that, uh, will help you do exactly that. There's a whole library of training plans that are geared towards weight loss and also for, uh, performing your best at certain race distances, because we believe that's one of the best ways to maintain your goal weight. Um, we have meal plans and an entire cookbook, uh, also meal guides showing you exactly how to structure your, your fueling and meals based on when you run during the day. So if you're an afternoon runner or you run in the morning or evening, there's, there's different ways to structure your, uh, your fueling strategy. So we go into all that and, and a lot more in the program. So we're really excited about it. That's cool. I really like that, um, the, the different uh, meals for different times that you run because, um, with the family and everything, I'm, I'm often running at different times. Sometimes I'm in the morning, sometimes, uh, afternoon and there's sometimes during the week I head out at 9 p.m. So um, that that would be very beneficial for me. <laughs> yeah, and, and I've been the same way myself. You know, there's I, I've run at 5.30 in the morning before or, you know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night. And they do require different strategies. Uh, and I've, you know, learned the hard way that if you don't, if you don't prioritize your nutrition for a, a 9 p.m. run, or a 5:30 a.m. run, then you're definitely going to feel the effects of that. So yeah, have the um, beers that, after the run, not before, right? That that is the central tenet of our program. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you if people want to check out um, Jason's program, and I recommend that you do, uh, you can find it at uh, healthynomics.com/slash/nutrition-for-runners, uh, all one word, nutrition for runners, and I'll put a link in the show notes um, so you can um, check that out. Um, so Jason, uh, let us know where else can we find you uh, online and, and where's your body of work located? Sure. My home base is strengthrunning.com and uh, you can find me also on Twitter, Jason Fitz one Jason Fitzgerald was taken, unfortunately. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, strengthrunning.com is where I, was I post uh, regularly on my blog and I have a an email list where I provide a lot of additional content uh, there as well. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Jason. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was a blast. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Nomics Podcast at www.healthynomics.com.